I want to thank you for listening. The program is called Simplicity in Christ. John chapter 4 contains the account of Jesus speaking with the woman at the well in Samaria. As a result of this conversation, she came to know that he was the Messiah. John chapter 4, verses 25 and 26. After that, she told others about Jesus as well. John chapter 4, verses 28 and 29. When others then came to hear Jesus speak, many believed in him. John chapter 4, verses 41 and 42. Jesus told his disciples that the fields were white for harvest because many were interested and open to hearing the truth. John chapter 4, verse number 35. When we think about personal evangelism, some wonder just how to do this. It may be that not knowing prevents some from actually getting out and talking to others about the gospel. Now this chapter gives us a model of personal evangelism. We can learn from what Jesus did and see how he spoke to this woman to give us some insight as to how we might go about teaching the lost today. Now look for opportunities in everyday situations. Some congregations have big plans and programs to evangelize in the community around them. Now there is certainly nothing wrong with this, provided they do not go beyond what God has authorized in his word. Colossians chapter 3 verse number 17. But what is more often effective is our individual efforts to reach out to the people around us. Family, friends, co-workers, customers, etc. As we interact with people around us, opportunities to talk about the gospel could come up at any time. So we need to be looking for these opportunities. Notice Jesus' example with the Samaritan woman. He was not traveling to Samaria to evangelize per se. Samaria lay between Jerusalem and Galilee, the most direct route. He was traveling through Samaria to Galilee and had simply stopped to rest there. Yet he took advantage of this opportunity anyway. In reality, we do not have to set aside a specific time to evangelize. We just have to do it. Now, did Jesus know prior that he was going to meet this woman? Well, of course he did. Look for opportunities as we're doing the things that we normally do. If you want to set aside a specific time, that's fine. But do not limit yourself to that specific time. You never know when an opportunity will arise. Be open to talking with anyone. In the first century, the Jews did not have much to do with Samaritans. This coupled with the fact that Jesus was speaking with a woman made it seem strange to the disciples that Jesus would be talking to her. John chapter 4 verse number 9. Also see verse number 27. But Jesus chose to speak with her anyway. We may refrain from speaking with certain people or groups for a number of different reasons. But Jesus not only spoke with those that others may have expected him to speak with, that is, Jewish men, he also spoke with non-Jews and with women. We should be willing to talk to anyone, regardless of gender, race, background, etc. God is not one to show partiality. Acts chapter 10, verse number 34. So we should not either in our interactions with others. 
Otherwise, we may miss some of the opportunities that come before us. Now, direct conversations towards spiritual things. You want to direct your conversations towards spiritual matters. It's good to interact with those that we meet, but simply being friendly and talking to people will not save them. The gospel is God's power to save. Romans chapter 1, verse number 16. So if we are to have success in reaching the lost, we must eventually turn our conversation with them towards spiritual things. Jesus did this in talking with the Samaritan woman. Now being omniscient, he knew her past and present situation. When he pointed this out, she recognized that he must be a prophet. She then asked him about the differences between worship practices of the Jews and Samaritans. Now this opened the door for him to talk with her further about spiritual things. Of course, we do not have the ability that Jesus had to know people's lives and hearts before they tell us. But we can try to say certain things that could spark someone's interest or provoke them to ask a question about things pertaining to the Bible. There are many ways we can do this. It's up to us to try to integrate these things into our conversations that others might open up and want to discuss spiritual matters. Contrast God's way with man's way. This is something many are uncomfortable doing. Our society as a whole has developed a mentality that truth is subjective, especially in religion. Therefore, we cannot say anyone is practicing or believing something that is wrong. But we need to be willing to make this contrast. Now we do not have to do so antagonistically. But if someone is going to be led out of error, he must first know that he is in error. God's way is right. So there must be a clear distinction between his way and every other way. Now Jesus told the Samaritan woman of an hour that was coming and is when true worshipers would worship God in spirit and in truth. John chapter 4 verses 23 and 24. And not in the same way that the Jews and Samaritans had been accustomed to worshiping. We need to point out kindly yet clearly the difference between God's way and man's way when it comes to salvation worship and the truth. People must be shown that man's way is wrong and that if we want to be right we must do things God's way. Now when I say man's way I'm referring to the commandments and doctrines of men. I'm talking about false teaching. Point people to Christ. Jesus did this simply by telling her that he was the Messiah. John chapter 4 verses 25 and 26. In our efforts to evangelize, we must lead people to Christ. Salvation is in Him alone. Acts chapter 4, verse number 12. So we must direct people to Him. We are to be a part of His church. Matthew chapter 16, verse number 18. We must follow His word. John chapter 12, verse number 48 and look forward to the salvation that will be revealed at his return. We are not promoting our preacher or ourselves. We must direct people to Christ so their devotion and allegiance may be to him. 
This account shows us how we can speak with others in order to help save their souls. But we must remember that there is more to personal evangelism than just a model like this. We must first be ready to talk to others about the gospel. This means that we must study God's word and learn how to teach it so we can be better prepared for opportunities when they arise. We must also be watchful and recognize opportunities as they become available. And finally, we need to be willing to talk to others about the gospel. We may have a great knowledge of the Bible and can see open doors to talk to others about it, but if we do not use these opportunities, we will help no one. Let us prepare ourselves, learn to recognize opportunities, and be willing to take advantage of them. Now, if we do this, we can use this model to help lead others to Christ. Now, when that door avails itself, the individual must hear the gospel. Romans chapter 10, verse number 17. Because faith comes by hearing. This is how we build our faith. Next, we must repent of our sins. Acts chapter 17, verse number 30. This is a command. It's not a suggestion. We must repent of our sins. This means a change of life. Next, we must confess our faith in Christ before men. Again, it's not a suggestion. It's a command. Romans chapter 10, verse number 10. When these things are complete, we must be baptized in water, that is, fully immersed in water for the remission of our sins. This is how our sins are washed away. Acts chapter 2, verse number 38. Acts chapter 22, verse number 16. Now, when these things are complete, the Lord adds you to the church himself. Write this down. Acts chapter 2, verse number 47. You're added to the church, just like the saved in the first century then of course you must live your life faithfully. The instructions are all there. They're in your New Testament. Read them, study them, and understand them, and live them faithfully. Now, we may not always have the degree of success that Jesus did, but that is not our responsibility. We plant the seed, but God will give the increase. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 6. Let us use our everyday lives to work to plant the seed in as many hearts as we can. Don't forget to catch my live broadcast each Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern. The program is called Simplicity in Christ. You can find it at contendingthenumberforthefaith.org. That is contendingthenumberforthefaith.org. Contending for the Faith Radio. Thanks for listening.